Unto him be the glory in the church by Jesus Christ throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. That is Ephesians 3, 21. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Thinking Well Podcast. I'm Kyle. And I'm Bryce. What's going on, Bryce? Nothing much. How about yourself? Pretty good, man. There's uh, a, little, like, a little bit of a sickness going around or something. Like Super congested. Yeah, same. This this quote-unquote winter hates me. Yeah, I just have a little bit of cough. And I can't figure out, just a little tickle in the throat. Can't figure out why. Yeah, definitely like a sin in your life that you didn't Probably. take care of. That's what it is. Probably. Well, we are not <laughs> alone, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we have two guests with us. Um, first, we have the uh, the head pastor here at Lake Worth Baptist Church, uh, Zachary Hatton. Hello, everyone again. Hello, Zach. And also we have the other pastor, <laughs> the associate pastor, uh, Daniel Kaufman. Hello. Good hey. to be here. Hey, guys. How's it going? How are you guys doing this week? It's been a busy week. It's been a lot of ministry, a lot of prayer, uh, a lot of sickness, uh, a lot of, uh, not for me, but just for people that I'm ministering to, uh, little babies in the hospital. Uh, actually, Dan and I got to go minister to a family today, and uh, I did that yesterday as well. And uh, God is good and uh, the, always the great healer, the great physician, as we say. All healing comes from him, but it's just, it's been a really busy week of ministry for sure. Uh, a lot of study, a lot of reading, a lot of prep, unusual passages to wade through uh, that we're going to be hitting on Sunday. So uh, you're not going to hear this by the time I deliver it. Yeah, that's true. So but in Genesis, uh, just come and I'm sure that one will be good too. <laughs> huh. How about you, Dan? How was your week? I, I didn't do anything this week, really. Yeah. Just kind of <laughs> sat around and... Uh, Solid. Oh, no. Um, I, a lot of study for me, too. We're, we're about to start up. I, I took a, a hiatus, on a uh, teaching hiatus, and let some folks kind of uh, spread their teaching wings for a while. But we'll be back in Second Corinthians starting this week, and whatever week this comes out, we'll still be in... Second Corinthians, I'm certain, uh, in the afternoon <laughs> service. Nobody's so. that good. <laughs> I'm pretty certain. <laughs> I was just planning on reading the letter and then letting that be the sermon. Yeah. Oh, I, mean, I mean, what more is there to say? Paul said it. <laughs> I think that uh, says it all, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah that, we migrated uh, financial software this week, too. So, you know, that's, uh, yeah. Okay. It's good. Fun times. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, all the back end stuff of church life that nobody sees and is super boring. It's like that's what I pay you for. So, hey, I expect nothing yeah, less from yeah. our, our two pastors. That's right, right. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad we all had a, a good week, and um, you know, it's uh, it's the Lord that makes it makes it good anyway. So we'll just look for another another one coming up. But uh, the subject matter today um, is going to be focusing around the name Baptist. Um, really more in the vein of, you know, keeping it in the name of our churches, um, what we think about it, um, really escaping a lot of names from churches and maybe a little bit of the history of it, but we couldn't think of maybe a, a better two gentlemen to have in to talk about, uh, the current state of, of the name Baptist and, and what we're seeing out there. Cause I got to tell you guys, it, it definitely, it definitely feels like a new church is popping up every other week that does not have the name Baptist in it, um, even though they may 
um, maybe without even knowing it, uh, subscribe to that kind of uh, ideology. Yeah, but you should have asked because I could have thought of uh, greater guys to be on this podcast. I, I, I could have given you a whole <laughs> list. Yeah, there's, there's certainly guys that have shaped my my life, my ministry, my my thought process on on this whole deal. Uh, it is I did, to your point, Kyle. I mean, like it is a passion of mine. I had to figure out a long time ago why I was a Baptist. Um, I, I, I got to the point in my life where like, I, d- I didn't want to be anything because, uh, somebody told me I should, or I was cultured in that way. It had to be mine. Right. And, uh, that sent me on a journey, a pretty hard journey. Uh, and I, it, I didn't come away less convicted. I came in uh, convictedly crazy almost. Mm-hmm. It, it really shaped me, helped me. And, and now I just have a great, great respect for uh, the men who mentored me and uh, their investment and not letting that argument go, not letting that name go. And now I, I kind of see myself, hopefully, Lord willing, uh, whatever God chooses to do in my ministry. But I, I would be honored to help other to hold that torch and help other people to do the same and then carry it on after I'm gone. I'm, I'm that passionate about it for sure. Yeah. It's actually become a little bit of a, a passion project uh, for Zach. We're, we're working on uh, developing some materials just to help people understand, uh, you know, what, what is a Baptist? Why um, keep the name? Why, um, you know, you know, why get rid of the name? And, and so like, there's a lot of questions I think that, uh, surround the name Baptist. And, and the first one that I could think of that I think would be, you know, pretty good to ask is, is what, what does it mean? What, what is a Baptist? And, uh, you know, historically Baptists have, have held, um, I mean, there, there are certain doctrinal lines that Baptists hold that, that are Baptist distinctives or what they're called. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the reality is that, that Baptists have, had a devotion to the Bible as the sole authority that drives all of their decisions. And so, so being a Baptist is in a sense to say, you're, you're a Bible believer. Yeah, that you're, you're a, a biblicist. Yeah, and that's and the so, term I like. Yeah. And, and so like my, my question is like, if that truly is what you're trying to be, then why would it be? Why would it be bad? To yeah, why be would it be controversial system? for sure? Um, you know, and, and so there are, you know, there there are other other things that go along with being a Baptist, and and so so being a Baptist, be, which like like we tongue in cheek say, being being a biblicist is really uh, the the idea is that all of our doctrine should align with the New Testament, and so if you see it in the New Testament, then you should do it. Today, um, if you don't see it in the New Testament, then you should you should probably question it. Uh, but uh, but but our our commitment, uh, my, my commitment is a, is a little different. I didn't go about it um, in in the same way that Zach did about, about sitting down to say, hey, what what is it to be a Baptist, and and um, you know what is it what does that mean to me? Uh, I, I came at it probably a little more uh, pessimistically, a little more neutrally, based on my my background. And so I had a little bit of a distaste at one point. And so, so why, you know, <laughs> what's the big deal? Why is it? And so I, I, you know, my, my journey is to sit down and say neutrally, 
if I was plain Jane, what the Bible is, what would I be? And my answer is I'd be a Baptist. (laughs) I, I mean, all of the doctrine that you, that you can find in the new Testament, you find in the doctrinal statements of of Baptist churches. And that's not to say that there's, there's not fringe weirdos, right? There's fringe weirdos in, in every belief and every stripe, but, um, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I came about my journey a little more, uh, pessimistically, uh, than, than, uh, than Zach, but, uh, we came to the same, so <laughs> the same solution. So, right. Well, you guys both kind of said the same thing, right? You guys both made it your own, right? Zach, you said, you know, you're not going to just follow this because your father did or his grandfather right. or, you know, your grandfather, or whoever did, um, I've said it so many times, but I, I think it's such a vital part of this whole thing, right? I mean, you, you have to know what you believe and why you believe it. And I think ultimately um, it ties in directly to why we still call ourselves Baptist, right? It's why do we call ourselves this versus removing the name? Does it matter? Um, you know, what, what do you guys think about, what do you guys think about, you know, I kind of mentioned, all, you know, a lot of these churches coming up and, and not adopting that name, do you think it says more about what they believe or do you think they are, you think they are trying to embrace a larger demographic? I, I think that they would say oh. that they're trying to reach a broader dem- demographic. I, I'm, I'm look in no way. Am I, am I, you know, trying to diminish their, their heart in no, reaching people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think they're very sincere. I, I do think that they're sincerely wrong. Um, <laughs> I guess I guess I did get them. Uh, they were gotten. Uh, they were gotten. Um, I I just I'm a fan of letting people know where you stand. I I'm a fan of integrity. And uh, I and and to Dan's point, when to say you're a Baptist, I mean truly, and it's and it's true uh, definition in history is to say also simultaneously you're a biblicist. What you're looking essentially to do is take a template of the New Testament and overlay it, and then you, you remember those like. That old those tracings. Did you do that as a kid? Did you take like super light paper and put it over an image and then try to? Never really been into plagiarism myself. I was oh, all yeah, yeah. straight out Even, of the brain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're talking about, Zach. <laughs> uh, thank you. Dan's just being difficult, and welcome to our work relationship too. Um, but that's that's really essentially what you want to be able to do with your Christian life and with church proper. You want to, you want to be able to take uh, the tracing paper and put it right over the New Testament and trace exactly what you see there. Uh, and I'm talking like book, chapter, verse for everything. And and that's all that Baptists traditionally have tried to do. Again, to Dan's point, there have been fringe groups, and I got to say, not everybody that wears the cloak of Christianity is a Christian. Uh, Not everybody that wears the cloak of being a Baptist is a Baptist. Uh, I could probably name you some congregations that just uh, have a, uh, are just a poor representation. 
Uh, I'm not going to let them control the narrative, though, because that's not what it is. Um, if, if it is being true to the Bible and it's about integrity, integrity name, just like you have a name and Bryce, you have a name and Dan, you have a name. And it's a matter of integrity to let people know who you are. Well, the same thing happens publicly. I, I want people to know who we are now for the people that, uh, don't want to choose the name, and opt for some sort of ambiguity, like it, it doesn't really matter. Really, really interesting um, what they're trying to accomplish there. Um, what's interesting about the name Baptist is that we didn't give ourselves the name Baptist. And, and, and really, you, you see that trend, like, for really serious people ever since Acts 11. Like, before, well, actually, even before that, I mean, they were called in, in the book of Acts the people of the way, of that way. If you were a Christ follower, follower you followed that way, the way of Christ. And they didn't give themselves that name. Other people that were just watching their lives gave themselves that name. They were just living it out, and it was just so different that it needed a name. Interesting. Same thing happened in Acts chapter 11 with the church of Antioch, and they were called Christians first, the Bible says, at Antioch. Well, what is a Christian? Well, it's a little Christ. Their, their actions, their behavior, the way that they responded to the world, the way they'd lived out their life was just like Christ. And so they, you know what they're like? They're like little Christians. They're, they're, they're like little Christ. We're going to call them Christians. And, and, and what do we adopt now? We didn't come up with that name. Other people came up with that name. And, you know, I'll, I'll probably come back to this. I, I don't want to, I just, I, we'll see where the, uh, the conversation goes. But the same thing happened with Baptists. We didn't give ourselves the name. It was out of convictional standing of how, uh, I would say, our Baptist forefathers uh, were, were operating. It was just different, and they would not get off of it. It was biblical, and they would not back down. Uh, the, the main thing was, it was they were not just Baptists. They were called Anabaptists. And uh, what that means, if you're going to just translate it just as it is, it just means rebaptizer. They were rebaptizing people. Well, why were they rebaptizing people? Well, if, you know, just taking it from uh, other denominations and you believe that you believe that baptism is what saves you. And so you have things like infant baptism. Well, I've got a problem with that. And so did our Baptist forefathers. Right, they had a problem with that. Well, but why? Because that's not the model of salvation. The model of salvation is confession of your sin and a outcry to Christ, like to God, like God, would you save me? So, you, there's salvation, and then what we would call in the New Testament uh, believers' baptism, and so. These congregations who were Anabaptists, not called Anabaptists at the time, they would uh, 
they would work in people's lives and these people would say, oh, I was baptized when I was an infant. And they would say, do you care to share? I'm like, well, it's baptism that gets you into the church. It's baptism that saves you. And then the Anabaptists would say, no, no, no. Well, first it's belief and then there's baptism. How in the world are you going to confess anything when you're a child? How are you going to confess anything when you're a little baby? How do you confess sin? How do you call out for Christ when you're a little baby? And they would just make the honest argument. Again, laying out the uh, the tracing paper over the New Testament, because everything that you see in pattern is first belief, then baptism. And they just said, you got it out of order. We just need to fix it. Right. That's all they said. Well, it made people crazy. It just just erupted. And and Anabaptist was actually a derogatory name. You are the rebaptizers. Interestingly enough, though, it, it's not the people who committed to a biblical model that were upset about it. It was people who were holding to a traditional model uh, with no biblical basis that were upset about people uh, switching what they believe to go, come more in line with the Bible and they get upset and say, hey, you're you're a rebaptizer. Well, there was real no there was really no controversy for those who would search the scriptures to see if those things were true. right. The controversy was for people who would not, who would hold to a tr- traditional view with no real, um, studiousness about it. Yeah, they just weren't intellectually honest about what was happening in the Bible, and 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 all the Anabaptists would say is is like, hey, we're just we're just trying to do the Bible, and uh, then they got accused of of you know all kinds of malicious things, and and they they, they were given the name. So just like people of the way. Just like Christians first at Antioch, uh, they were given a name by other people, and then like you're the rebaptizers, and then Anna got dropped off somewhere along the way, and it just became Baptists, and and the Baptists said, you know what? I mean, are, I guess you're accusing me of being biblical. Yeah, we will rebaptize you. <laughs> We we do believe in believers' baptism. We believe these tenets to be true. Like if that's if that's how you identify, you know what? We're gonna keep the name, and uh, so we have we have kept the name and said, yeah, that's exactly who we are, and uh, that's that's what we practice to this day. It's not it's not again Baptist for being Baptist. It's what it's it's the name. It's what rep, is represented in the name. I'm I'm not ashamed of that at all. Uh, in fact, I again I'm I'm very happy to share. Very proud of it. I, I'm I'm very proud to share with other people who we are in faith and practice. I'm very happy to say, and in our church congregation, I can find you book, chapter, verse for everything that we do in a church service. Um. <clears throat> And it's not some idea of some other person. It is like you can all see it there. The name is synonymous with the doctrine. And I I will stand on that. Um, now, the people that are, are dropping it and saying it really doesn't matter, I, I, I think I, I think that's wrong. Um, 
again, because like you have a name and that identifies you, Bryce. Kyle, you have a name that identifies you. Well, the, the logic for me is this. So as early as the first century, there was a false doctrine of what's called Gnosticism. And, and Gnosticism, in its basic form, says that, uh, you know, all spirit is good and all flesh is evil. There's other mystic things in there, uh, and you can read about that, I guess, in Colossians. Paul touches on it. First uh, John, uh, he talks about it. John chapter 1, he talks about, actually, that's a, reason, a big, huge region John was, was writing is to fight false Gnostic uh, doctrine. And they said that Jesus was a spirit and not flesh and blood because all flesh and blood is evil. It just appeared that he was a man. It just appeared that he died. It just appeared that people handled. It just appeared that he ate. Well, let me ask you this. If like you're trying to run a church, you're trying to give people uh, some truth. Is is the fact that Jesus is 100% God, 100% man, essential to the gospel message? Yes. It's absolutely essential. It, it, that, that is essential for our redemption. Uh, we can talk about that in another podcast. We can talk about the hypostatic union. Um, we can talk about, you know, Nicaea, you know. <laughs> and, okay, probably not. Um, yeah, we're going to completely dissect the Holy Trinity. Yeah, that was a, yeah, that was a, <laughs> a joke. We're not going to talk about that. Um, but we can't talk about, you know, the uh, Jesus being 100% God, 100% man. Yeah, I, that's not a joke, but... Um, I, I realize, like, as I'm speaking, that people can't see my facial expressions, <laughs> yeah. and it's a bummer. I uh, <laughs> can't see if I'm joking. So it's a blessing. Like, oh, how oh, dare man. you? Um, got him. Uh, got him. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, Bryce coming in clutch with, with <laughs> the got him yeah. jokes yeah. today. This soundboard. Uh, is here. I, you know, yeah. and I forgot where I... Okay, yeah. So it is essential. <laughs> Don't get me distracted. Um, it, so it's essential for our salvation. So, but let me ask you this: If you had a a church that said that they were a church, and they they believed something that is akin to Gnosticism, and then you have another church preaching the true gospel, would you want? And so they both say church on them, on the side of the building. Let's just let's just hypothetically say that if they both say church on the side of the building. Would you want to further distinguish yourself from a false teaching? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the logic. So what they what we're saying, you know, with with all of these churches dropping off uh, a name of distinctives, a name of distinction, I, I don't think it it adds less confusion. I, I think it adds more confusion. I, I think it dilutes because if you you have like, uh, one denomination, and it's a denomination that says, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to try to call out like a, a bunch of 
different things that I disagree with. I, I don't uh, think that I would was be... hoping you would start listing them off. No, <laughs> no. calling people out. You know, <laughs> if you want, if you want some info, come talk to me. I just, uh, I just want to be careful on a podcast because uh, you, you can't see me. You can't, I can't share my heart adequately. There's questions that I can't answer uh, while you're driving in your car, and so I just want to be really, really careful. But if you have a, a denomination that drops their distinctive and says, we're a church, but they believe you have to be baptized to be saved. And then we drop our distinctive off and we say, no, that's not right. Well, what in the world message are we sending people with absolutely zero spiritual basis? How in the world are you going to navigate if, if, uh, there's a, a, a church is a church is a church is a church is a church. Um, the, the, a common uh, misnomer uh, in logic is that all beliefs are basically the same. That is not true. All beliefs are maybe superficially the same. Maximum, they're fundamentally different. I say it is fundamentally different to have someone who says you have to be baptized to be saved and somebody who says it is by faith in Christ alone that saves you. Repentance and faith alone. You cannot say both at the same time. Those both cannot be true. Right. And what makes it kind of crazy is that they both would say the same words. They would both uh, use the name Jesus. They would both use the word baptize. They would use the same mode. But there's something fundamentally different. Well, I think it's important that we make a distinctive and, 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 and at least be able to explain ourselves and say, and when somebody says, what does it mean to be Baptist? I can speak to that instead of saying, what does it mean to just be a church as a church as a church? Like, I, I, I want something focused that I can point someone to, and I want to instill a biblical identity in the people that are around us and amongst us and our members of our church. And if I can take a couple of minutes to tie that back to your original question and you asked, you know, do you, do you think it's about marketing to play toward a bigger audience? And, and I would, I would say that most of them genuinely would say, I want to reach more people. And so I'm going to eliminate unnecessary barriers or right? a stigma right? Yeah, or, sure. or a stigma or whatever. And, yeah. and like very well-meaning, but if it is, if it is indeed marketing, I would just, I would just challenge anyone who says that, yeah, it's just a matter of marketing and branding to go to a grocery store and go down the bread aisle and look at all of the distinct types of bread. When you go down the bread aisle, there's not just one type of bread or they're not all just different types of bread in the same packaging, right? They're, they're all different types of bread, all marketed differently. The same as with, with Coke or soda, right? Um, you know, you go to a soda machine uh, and all of the labels said soda. How do you know when you're going to get like the life changing nectar of Dr. Pepper? That's right. Yeah. I mean, you'd, ha you'd have to, <laughs> you'd have to waste a lot of quarters in order to get to the, to, to the right one. And so 
like in terms of marketing, marketing is never more generic. It's always more specific. How am, how am I the true? How am I the right? How am I the best? How am I the most accurate? And so if, if indeed it is marketing to say like, Hey, we're just generic church.com. Um, and we say that we're generic church.com because we're, we just want to go back to the new Testament. Well, there, there's a long heritage of people who have been basing their doctrine solely on the Bible, solely on new Testament. And, and they're called Baptists now. They were called Anabaptists before that. And before that they were Monetists and Donatists and Paulations and Waldenses. We come from a whole long line of of people who were sold out to to doing the Bible, doing church like the Bible says. And and so like for me, it's a matter of respecting that heritage. I'm I I love the fact that I come from a long line of um, of believers, Um, something or some might say an unbroken line of believers all the way back to the, to the original church, New Testament come from a long line of people who were persecuted as heretics by heretics. Yeah. And became Uh, martyrs. Yeah. A lot of them they did. Yeah. And, and so like respecting that heritage, respecting that, um, that tradition, just being honest about, about who we are. I think one of the things that's challenging for me, um, especially like coming from like a business background and thinking about this purely in terms of marketing is that marketing is always specific. But um, but if all you're doing is is changing your name, but not changing your doctrine, like not changing something substantive, then you're just kind of tricking people into being Baptist. Right. Um, But you might get some more like first time visitors. But the the ones that are looking for a solid New Testament independent Baptist church, they're not, they're not coming to your church. So the question becomes like, who are you, when you're adjusting your marketing, who are you trying to reach? What's your target audience? And unfortunately, I think that a lot of people's target audience are non-believers are unchurched. And, And the reason why I say this unfortunate is because while our, our mission as the church is to reach the unbelievers. Church itself is for it's the believers. For believers, right. that's right. And and so when you're changing your marketing to attract uh, non-believers and using your church service as your primary source of evangelism, I think you just you've got it backwards. Right. If you're if you're reaching people with the gospel and uh, you're reaching people with a life-changing gospel and they're having a a true conversion experience, then it's your responsibility to build them up in doctrine. And so if you're building them up in New Testament doctrine, those new, those new believers aren't going to say, I don't know, I don't know about being a Baptist, right? You're just going to say, this is what Baptist doctrine, this is what it means, this is how you overlay it in the New Testament. And there's really no controversy. Um, And so uh, I, I, I just, I I don't, I, I respect church autonomy, your, your ability to do what's right for your church and your congregation. Um, but it doesn't mean I can't disagree with you. I, I think well, it's, it's a premise. It's, yeah. I think yeah. it's kind of silly to go to market, um, with yeah. like ge- generic, um, off brand. Yeah. You um, know what I was thinking? It, like it's become more about a brand than the body. Yeah. Well, speaking on the brand, you think more churches are doing that because it's working? Cause typically these other churches, these startup churches, they, it seems like out of nowhere, they have a crazy number of people attending. Right. Yeah. And you're like, how, like we've been here. We just had what our, sorry, 70, 
86. 86th anniversary, right? Some of these churches that just popped up two years ago seems like they have more cars in the parking lot. And I'm like, yeah. how does that even happen? So do, you, th- do you think it's just working in today's <clears throat> culture so it's happening more? I, I think we'd have to define working. Can it draw a yeah, crowd? Yeah, well, yeah, well, just numbers-wise, right. I guess. Yeah, yeah can, not, can, not in their well, eyes. Well, and the, yeah. there's there's a couple of factors that we'd have to look at. That's a great question. Uh, there's a couple of factors that I would want to personally look at. Um, because when you look at those churches, yeah, they pull in a lot. But it, you look at their membership, and they have a, most of the time, a two-year rotation membership. Yeah. Uh, definitely a five-year uh, which tells me um, that that's on average, and it's it, so we know how averages work. Sometimes there's just a lot more turnover, and so what what that means is they're they're churning in, churning in people, but not producing Christians, yeah. uh, deep Christians. Um, in, in contrast, uh, I want you to think about our church and how long some of the people have been here. That's a good point. Very good point. I couldn't even tell you. Yeah. I yeah. mean, seventy plus years. Some, uh, some of them, or longer. Yeah, it's outrageous and yeah. and and glorious. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Deep, deep Christians right. here, and 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 I'll tell you this: I would rather, I would rather super deep Christians than super shallow Christian. I would rather build a deep church than a wide church. Yeah, and I think if you look at, uh, and it's not that we're not growing yeah you know so um you know we we may not be growing at the same rate as but we we don't use gimmicks either right yeah well and that and that's another thing it's like it's 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 how are you 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 keep them how you win them yep right and so if you win them with the laser light show (laughs) and uh the hey we're cool and new well when the newness wears off you lose them yeah right you you lose them just as fast as you gain them um if you're gaining them with gimmick right or you may lose them once you bring them in and you're like, hey, we're just schoolchurch.com. And then uh, they realize doctrinally, oh, wait, you're Baptist. Yeah, like, <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> yeah. Wait a second. That's you not just do? right. Um, you know, so like I, I think, you know, when, when you grow fast, often the challenge is, is you, you lose them just as fast as you grow them. We, in, in business, that's called churn, right? So you may make some progress, but you also lose a lot. And so when you're bringing them in with newness, you, you have to keep them with newness. Uh, when you're bringing them in with Bible teaching, uh, with integrity to the scriptures, with um, deep content, um, you, you keep them with deep content and you grow deep Christians because that, that if that, if they want to be here to learn the Bible, those are the people I want to be here. Yeah. Right. Um, well, and because the word does yeah. what the word is intended to do. Exactly. It falls fresh daily. Yeah. That's right. Right. And, and you can, you can never get enough of it. Right. You no, know, it, it really, I think speaks to the quantity over quality metric that you see so many times that people, they embrace that side of it. It's all about numbers, but it's not about, longevity there's so much churn you know mm-hmm. to bring that to, to use that term um and like you said zach i mean average maybe five years right you have people right. coming and going and um unfortunately you know that that kind of church uh, it's not sustainable yeah they, they want to people want to be a part of something right uh that that is really kind of temporary uh god wants you to be a part of something uh, that will not pass away. Right. 
and, and that's the difference. We try to give internal value. Another thing that I was thinking also, um, a good metric for your church doctrine is like if if all of the documents, this is going to be crazy, if all of the documents and all of the councils, all of what the Vatican has in church history, what if all of it burned down? I mean, just it's one day it was gone. Like it just, they did not have access to their, their councils, their, their rulings, their, their archives. Church, all their, it, yeah, yeah. Everything's gone. Could you reproduce the Catholic church just using the new Testament? Could you reproduce the Catholic church today as it is today with just your new Testament? No, not a chance. Not There's without been, severely taking things out of context. Well, not even nobody even nobody words. would know. Nobody would know. There would be no archive to even be able to look up. Now, what if our church and all of our history burned to the ground? Could we recreate exactly what we do here, just using the New Testament? Yep, I think we could. We absolutely could easily. <laughs> yes, it's open and that open that book. is how you know if you got some good church doctrine, and and also if you agree with that and you're listening to that, that's what it means to be a Baptist. Mm. Amen. <laughs> got him. Yeah, I got him. <laughs> Thank you. I got, got I got a good got him this time. Yeah. Well, okay. So yeah, let, let's strip it back a layer. Um, like an onion. Like like an ogre. Yeah, maybe like. Like four layers maybe let's go like baseline okay i think we do a really good job at this church because our pastor has such a passion for this topic on discussing why we're a baptist so and, and majority of our listeners they probably attend this church so they're probably Facts. decently based in why we believe what we believe and why we identify as baptist let's the viewers that aren't that don't go to this church or maybe go to a different church um Maybe go to one of these churches that have a more generic name that don't identify as a Baptist, but the doctrine is sound, okay? Is it wrong? Besides besides personal beliefs and what we've studied in the eyes of the Lord, is it wrong? So what Dan was saying a while ago, you know, what the, the language that I would use is, is what we consider church purity, uh, we well, and let me back up a little bit off of that because I, I had Kyle read a specific verse today. Sure did. Um, I, I I picked it out personally. Ephesians three twenty one. Unto him be glory in the church. Now that is kind of it's, it's like a guiding rod for me. That verse is the church is like a. A conduit. Think about like a pipe going from your church body, and the and the body is the people, right? We know it's not the building; it's the body. It's the 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 baptized believing membership of that body. Think about a a pipe going from that body up to heaven and piping in glory. That's unto Him, unto God the Father, be glory in the church by Christ Jesus. Also, you have Ephesians 5, husbands love your wives, even as Christ loved the church 
and gave himself for it. Do you think that Jesus loves the church? Absolutely, he does. He just said it. He gave himself for it. Um, and there's a lot of just uh, beauty and and mystery and intensity that I, I wouldn't be able to articulate in that verse. All, all that's incumbent upon me, upon us, is that we get it right because this is something that Jesus loves dearly. So it's how God gets his glory. It's what Jesus loves deeply. And so we better be really, really careful about what we're trying to do. So to your question proper, uh, we look for church purity. How do you get church purity? Well, you get church purity by following a template of the New Testament uh, and not varying to the right or to the left. Is it what you asked me? Is it possible uh, to have somebody just drop off the name and and essentially be a Baptist church without having a Baptist name? Is it possible? Well, under what we believe, uh, under church autonomy, church autonomy is is the ability of a particular congregation to decide governmentally what that congregation will do. It's also a core Baptist doctrine, local a, church autonomy. Yeah, <laughs> local church autonomy is a core Baptist doctrine. That is, that is, we decide how we operate, how we govern, what our name is going to be. Uh, in fact, you know, this, this Sunday we've got a church vote. Uh, we're going to govern ourselves and we're going to vote for ourselves. No outside agency. So is it possible... Yes, it is possible. It is possible under church autonomy for somebody to hold the purity of Baptist doctrine, but just remove the name and it'd be okay. Um, do I necessarily think it's, again, since the inception of this entire congregation, do I think it's wise? Uh, I, don't, I don't think it's necessarily wise. I yeah. think you should just be who you are. It's not the most sincere way to go to market. You know, yeah. um, but certainly um, that doctrine is is more important than name if we had to classify it. But what why classify it? You know, that that really is right. the question. It's like, oh, like, what is the impetus behind not uh, having the name? And, that, and that's my biggest challenge is is I've not really heard a lot of good reasons for for well, why, why not? However, I, I will say one of the greatest Baptist in history, who was it? Like if, if someone said, hey, who's the greatest Baptist in history? Who who would you say? If I said Prince of Preachers, what would you say? It's a trick. It's a trick? Yeah. Well, not, now I thought I knew. But no. Now. Oh, who are you going to oh, say? Who are you going to say? Just say uh, so. Um. Okay, too yeah, much maybe. dead air. Yeah, okay, so uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Charles Spurgeon, Charles okay. Haddon Spurgeon, the Prince of Preachers. He is like the quintessential Baptist, the, probably one of the most quotable preachers ever. It's probably like Charles he, Spurgeon, yeah. Vance Havner. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like those are like the most. He quotable. would own Twitter <laughs> if if he was alive today, and he kind of does, and he's not alive. Yes, no, uh, yeah. staunch Baptist. He was a yeah yeah, but. The name of his church was Metropolitan Tabernacle, Ooh, because of it. a because of a governmental ruling. Mm. Yeah, and so when it came down to just having church or having the name Baptist, guess what he picked? Having church. That's what he had to do. Also, uh, Dan and I have a friend. Uh, I'll not mention his name yeah. on the yeah. air, but uh, tell him tell him that. 
Yeah, so this is a and a very respectable position. So they're um and okay, I'll I'll preface it with that. A very respectable position. Um, they are a Baptist church uh, that was burdened for a town roughly thirty minutes from them. Um, they wanted a, a solid Baptist presence in their town. Uh, well, when they started doing their survey work, they realized that there are uh, there are two Baptist churches in that town already. Uh, one of them is a American Baptist, I believe, Amer- American Baptist Association. Uh, which is an affirming church. They're affirming church, and they have a woman pastor. So they're they're um, uh, homosexual. Uh, yeah. They uh, would affirming. stand for everything that we would stand against. Yeah, yeah. Um, all, gotcha. all, all all manner of of family, right? And so so they're an affirming church with the name Baptist. Uh, there is also. Uh, so they're, they're like, hey, love everything, love everybody. There's also a Baptist church uh, that's an independent Baptist church that is uh, more known for what they hate. Hate everything, hate everybody, you know? And so, like, they have these two extremes of, of Baptists that have just really ruined the name Baptist for the town. And so um, in in order to, to reach people without kind of just uh, offending them right off the bat by their name, they've... Uh, They've not. They, they've chosen not to use the name Baptist in their church plant. I can respect that um, because yeah, that would be hard for me to choke down. But yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 it, it's hard. Like, yeah, I mean, it, it is a challenge. Um, but I can I can respect that your your desire to um, to to love a community uh, is greater than your desire to have. Baptist on the sign. I, I yeah. can I can respect that. However, I, I will say um, that that is a big reason why a lot of people. So it, it there there are really two main camps on why to drop the name Baptist. Number one is to reach a broader audience, and then number two is because of historical bad Baptist interactions. Um, and like everybody knows the name. Westboro Baptists are the ones that are like picketing uh, funerals. Like we, we would argue that they are um, not not a Baptist church. Not a Baptist but church. Wear a Baptist name again. Everything that wears the cloak is not right. Baptist. And, yeah. and so just because they wear it poorly, right. um, doesn't mean that yeah, you know, it, it's all all bad. It's kind of like there, there's an illustration about like like going to a, a child's concert and listening to them on the piano play. Uh, a Mozart symphony uh, and it's terrible, right? You grit your teeth. You're like, Oh yeah, that was great. You know, Hey, good job, son, whatever. Um, but just because your kid played Mozart poorly doesn't mean Mozart is a poor composer. It means it was played poorly. Right. And so it, it doesn't mean that Mozart is terrible. It means your son is terrible. <laughs> it means, it means it just, <laughs> it was played poorly. And so like, I, I would argue that the same thing is true of Baptist. Like just because Baptist is played poorly by some people doesn't mean it's, it's, it's poor. And so you might have to have hard conversations sometimes with people that say, Hey, I was, I was really hurt by this and that church. Uh, well, yeah. And, and I'm, and I'm sorry for that. The church hurt is real and there's no hurt like church hurt. Um, but that doesn't mean that that is, everybody that's a yeah, Baptist, every, right? Just, every, because, yeah, congregation, yeah. just because someone did church poorly uh, doesn't mean all churches are, are bad. Um, and so I, we, we have to have that conversation from time to time as we, we add new members and we've added 
quite a few over the last, well, let's just say like uh, growing back post COVID, right? We've added quite a few in the last three years. And so uh, we, we do have to have those conversations about, you know, like, well, why the name Baptist? And, and out of all the conversations that we've had, it's really only gone, gone poorly twice, you know, and, and once once was we, we weren't going to agree with that person any, anyways. And so it's really only gone bad once. Um, and, and so like I, I, I would just say like there there's something there's something to be said for sticking it out. Right. Yeah. And, and while I can respect their decision and I do I do respect that they actually thought it through and they didn't just say, hey, let's just be cool. Um, I, I do. I do think there's something to be said for for sticking it through um i think it would be our job to like can like take back that narrative though and i think we do a good job of that um like anytime that anybody has a question like right now i've got like 11 12 13 i don't know it varies uh we started a brand new class and then all of a sudden it just like and now i have no space for it Hmm. uh but it 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 really is essentially a, it's called a foundations class, but, um, it's, well, I called it all things new, but really it's a, it's a Baptist distinctives class about what we understand about major tenets of the Bible and theology. And, uh, they, they just, these, these, uh, men and women just are hungry for that kind of truth. And, uh, and when, when somebody gives you an honest hearing and, 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 it makes all the difference in the world. And what, and what do you hear? Like when I'm inviting guests, I, I tell them what, like, keep coming, keep coming. Why? So that you can test the integrity of our congregation. You can test our heart. I don't care what you had like experience, you know, what to Dan's point, uh, like what happened in your past with a, with a, a rogue Baptist. I don't, I don't care about that. W- would you give me a chance now? Would you let me share my heart with you now? Would you help me change your opinion about that? Could I show you what a Baptist really is supposed to look like? And and when when people approach it from that angle, and and, and when there's that kind of uh, stick to if I could just use a, a weird made-up word probably, uh, if, if, if I could would just use that kind of just tenacity in keeping that name, we can take that back. We mm-hmm. can take back the name. And and just like people's opinions changed to, if you want to use that argument, disdain it, I, I can just, with the integrity of our heart and the, and the intention to love you, we can re- reverse that name. And yeah. then now it's not a scorn. It's something to be uh, uh, proudly worn and, and uh, something that you can, you can really just um, have confidence in that, that it just means that we're going to get you to the truth. And I think further than just Baptists, generically, there are people who have problems with church in general. Yeah, just like, the name church is yeah. defensive. Like, right. And so are we going to start... What else are we going to uh, be offended by? <laughs> and and yeah. so there are people who have started removing church from their church, right? right? There are fellowships or gatherings or right. community and and um, like grace community or whatever. They just remove church because people kind of get hurt about just the name church. Yeah. And so like, I, I think that lower... like removing a distinctive in order to lower your barrier of entry, I, I think is, is poor marketing because the, the issue really isn't marketing. It's leadership. It's love. 
It's pastoring somebody's heart and coaching them in the scriptures. It's teaching them through their concern that they might have. And, and to, to Zach's point, giving them an honest hearing. And and people will always have preconceived notions. Um, if it, it's, it's the nature of humans. And you can probably gain a bigger audience by changing a couple words on your sign. But you're not going to win people through a name change. You're, you're going to win people through authenticity. In fact, you're, you're going to win more people in authentic, authenticity than you do through clever marketing. I think just because right. you have a great social media campaign, which we try to do, or just because you have a great logo, which we try to do because we, we, we think it's important just to be professional and make sure you know that we're taking this thing serious. Sure. None of that is going to win and gain people. All all of that is done through the building of authentic relationships that say, hey, I love you and we're trying to do this as real and as close to scripture as possible. I'm sorry about your past. I, I really am there. And there's some people here that their past, it, it, it pains me to listen to how people do church poorly. Yeah. Right. And how they were hurt in it. Yeah. yeah but sure. it's not my job to change what the Bible says. It's my job to coach you through what the Bible says and, and show you what real church is to show you what real new Testament doctrine is and, and to love you through your hurt and to get you on board to, to go where the Bible says go. And you can do that with you like shocker. You can do that with the name Baptist on your church. That's true. Because that is, that is an, it's it's a it just tells people where you are it tells distinctively where you are it's like your address um it, it tells them exactly where you're sit where you sit in the bible um but it's also your your it's also our, your job it's also our job as, as pastors and as um you know co uh laborers all of us included as disciples to to disciple people through their hangups and clever Clever marketing doesn't make ministry easier. There's no shortcuts to right. coaching people's hearts. It's going to be hard <laughs> no matter what the name on the church is. Why just, why not be honest about where you stand? Yeah. Right. Well, with the objective, right. To take the example of someone who's been through, you know, we call it church hurt, right. <clears throat> and even if it's, not Baptist specific, just church in general. Right. Um, if the objective, the overall objective is to heal and to, to get the mercy and, and the salvation that is given freely unto you, um, we have to be real. I mean, I, I don't think it's, we don't have a choice, mm -hmm. right? We have, we have to be real with these individuals. And I like what you said, right? It's, you know, it's our job to point out exactly what the scriptures say about it and say, there is healing. And we're sorry about what happened. I hate it too, mm -hmm. right? We're with you. I'm, we're with you. Sure. We don't. We don't like these other churches that give us a bad name. We're we're on the same page. Um, but yeah, I mean, to, even you know, to that side of it, which I'm glad you brought up. Um, I think there's definitely a dogma around um, Baptist. I think I think unfortunately nowadays there definitely is something to that. Um, but yeah, how great would it be, Zach, to to take that back, right? Yeah, we know what's funny about that is I think social media would would have you believe there's something about the name Baptist. But if you ask someone who said like, oh, oh, you're Baptist, 
Uh, I was like, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm I'm a Baptist. Oh, well, you know how Baptists are. And I'm like, oh, no, please. Yeah, no, tell, me, tell me. Enlighten tell me. me. <laughs> what is it? What's weird about they us? They wouldn't know. They wouldn't know. Yeah. Right? And so yeah. and so you have an opportunity just through like, oh, well, there's something weird about Baptists. Like, well, what's your experience with Baptists? Uh, TikTok. You know, like, uh, oh, okay. Uh, all right. Okay, yeah, cool. sure. Well, let's talk about it. Like, let's <laughs> use that as a springboard to show you, like, this, this is what I believe. I believe the Bible is my sole authority. I believe in believer's baptism. I believe that... Believers are members of churches. Uh, you know, I, I believe that the local church is governed by itself, that it's administrated by the Holy Spirit. It's led by the pastor. It's served by the deacons, but the congregation approves all of the business of the church. And Administrated and we, by the Holy Spirit. I said that already. Oh, did you? Yeah, I, I did that one already. Okay, sorry. It's important, uh, though. Well, yeah, let's do it two times then. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, you know, or you tell people like, yeah, we, we believe in, in the priesthood of the believer or like soul competency, some people call it. And like, oh yeah, that that's great. Or like, oh yeah, I'm on board with all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, right. that's it's a Baptist. Called, yeah, that's a Baptist. You're a Baptist. Yep. And yeah. You didn't know it. And what's interesting though is a lot of the um, so a lot of the pop up churches that you see, uh, particularly in our area, um, and I know you're talking about like, didn't you just start last week and you've got like uh, like a hundred cars in the parking lot? That's pretty cool. I mean, like. You know, God, God chooses to bless how he chooses to bless. And, um, yeah, as speaking of quotable quotes, there's a Vance Havner quote that God will bless the, the, uh, the needle of truth in the haystack of error. And so we, we certainly, that was J.I. Packer. Was it? Yeah. Well, we'll figure that out. Won't we? Sometime after this, uh, podcast, someone will, uh, someone will have Googled that. We'll fix, we'll fix it in post. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Just record it's, you saying both names and all. Yeah, it'll sound yeah. supernatural. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> and so, like, like certainly we believe that's true. But if you look at who is educating a lot of the um, a lot of the pop up churches, it's um, they're they're educated in Southern Baptist seminaries, and so they're they're really close on a lot of doctrine. Right. They are. Um, and, and so so to so say like yeah well yeah God is blessing. Um, uh, that's his prerogative. Yeah. Well, uh, exactly. I, and I, I will say this too. I mean, like there's, there's nothing to say that a, a congregation wouldn't be able to mature into it. Yep. Yeah. And, and that, that has happened. I have watched that happen. Um, that they started off, uh, just as a church plant and they went in one direction and then, you know, the leadership of the church, the pastor of the church, uh, started looking around and, and they, they looked at what they're doing. They looked at the New Testament and they're like, I, I don't think this is right. And then they, they became a more biblical and a Baptist. They're like, this, this is what Baptists believe. It, it was crazy. I, I, I never had seen that progression. Right. Um, but they're, they're doing great and they're thriving. So just like an individual can mature, uh, I, I say a, a congregation can mature. I, I remember uh, uh, Daryl Sparks. He was pastoring. Well, I'd say pastoring. He was interim uh, pastoring for a church. He was just kind of preaching. They wanted him to be the the pastor. And it's a funny story about about that church because when they they wanted him to be a pastor, they weren't like a independent Baptist church. And uh, he went to his pastor. I think Brother David Stone, and uh, he said, "But what should I do? I really like this church. They're easy to preach to, and I just I was just filling in." And uh, he said, "Well, you can you can do that, 
but tell them you would be leading them to become an independent Baptist church. And so he did. He told them that. He's like, well, if you want me, then we would be, I would be leading you to be an independent Baptist church. And they were like, no, thanks. <laughs> uh, and so that was, a, that was the opposite end of the spectrum. Sometimes they don't mature to yeah. that. Um, uh, but it, it is possible for a church to just kind of grow in, in doctrine and, and like say you have a, a, a maybe a, an experienced guy that's just got a heart for the Lord, uh, a needle of truth, haystack of error. God blesses his gospel. I'll tell mm. you that. Yeah, absolutely. A, and, Which, uh, which, yeah. by the way, I, I did Google it. It is J.I. Packer. I know. But I must have heard Vance Abner <laughs> quoting J.I. Packer. Yeah. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky, uh, Michael Scott. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I like that, Zach, because yeah. it's, it's really, in and of itself, one of the tenets of Baptist ideology, of Baptist faith, right? Of independently governing your church in a way where if there is a mistake, yeah. you correct it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it, it is one of... I mean, one of our—I exclu- wouldn't say exclusive, but it's something that we stand by. It's unique. To, it's unique to Baptists, right? Um, you know, bucking bucking doctrine in in a larger denomination that has um, denominational oversight is nearly impossible, and generally takes no joke—an act of Congress, their own their own Congress, right? right. Uh, their own Catholic Congress or Lutheran Congress yeah. or whatever. And so much time right. and red tape. Yeah, it's, but but ours yeah. ours is if we are led by the Spirit that we are doing something incorrectly, yeah. and it's confirmed in the Scripture, and then it's confirmed through the Spirit's working in our congregation and we all say yes is what we need to do, then we move on it immediately. We can change it immediately. Right. You, you get right. That's uh, the power <laughs> of being a Baptist. Seriously. Yeah. I mean that. Like, you can just change. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the things I love the most. Uh, yeah. It's so free. And, and we, we have the ability to be mobile and quick and fast and... and uh, 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 I don't know. There's there's all kinds of benefits. There's a there's a quote that I was reaching for in my mind, and I don't I don't think that I'll be able to get there and do it any justice. But I've got I've got this amazing quote about why Baptist congregations were able to sweep across the nations. I, I want to let you know that like Baptist congregations, we we still corner the market doctrinally in the United States. It may not seem like it. That's why that's why everybody. You know, like he's like, oh, you're a Baptist. Oh, you're a Baptist. Oh, you're a Baptist. Uh, they, they know the name. Well, there's a reason why they know the name is because our our forefathers uh, did a great job of just spreading like wildfire. But it's because the gospel was designed to go. Right. Baptists understood that. Uh, they and, and so having these autonomous congregations that could just mobily move and then start other churches, churches starting other churches, we were able, we didn't get bogged down with with uh, the Vatican. We didn't get bogged down by some uh, cardinal group that said, eh, I don't know if there's a, there's a good place for this right here or a church right here. Or, we didn't have to go through any kind of politics. We're just like, gospel says go, gospel says go, gospel said go. And so Baptist churches went boom, 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 boom. All across the nation, and, and really, uh, when you're when you're talking, and this is a, an aside. I'm probably going to lose my train of thought. I'm convinced of it. Mm-hmm. However, um, whenever there's um, an attack on a name, like 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 we're talking about, like all the all the attacks that we're trying to kind of navigate through, and does it mean something? Does it mean we should go in a different direction? You you don't attack a a uh, <laughs> something that's not the truth. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you you attack like if, if you're the enemy, you're coming after 
the 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 your main problem, and and and, and your main problem. He'll try to bring you down. And what what's happening to the name right now? I'm trying to bring it down. Like I, I don't hear any congregations being talked about uh, harder than than a Baptist congregation. I don't, I don't mean that because I feel cornered or or you know woe is me. I don't I don't feel that way at all. But I I do. I, it's not like I don't sense the pressure out there. No, it's a good observation, right? I mean, why would the enemy uh, give so much of his time, his the power that he has um, allotted, to go after what's not the truth, what's not the most effective? Yeah. Um, and I think it's a, it's a great point, you know. And I, I think you know, kind of as we kind of wrap up, um, you know, I definitely a lot of these topics. I definitely want to make sure our audience knows that we're definitely not condemning anybody or anyone um, in any of these churches, um, you know, I think a lot of it comes back to just kind of a warning, right? You, yeah. you have to be careful. Um, I, I would just encourage this, Kyle. Yeah. I mean, if, if I could just jump in yeah, on go that. For it. Um, but search the scriptures. Exactly. Search the scriptures and see if these things be true. That's what the Bereans did for Paul. Paul came in preaching Christ, and he preached Christ in a synagogue from the Old Testament. And instead of getting mad, instead of stomping, instead of trying to run Paul out of the, out of town, what the Bereans did is that they the Bible says they searched the Scriptures daily to see if these things be true. And that's all I would admonish for any any denomination. I like it, I, and I'm with you. I'm not trying to put down anybody. I'm just saying, test it, right? Search the scriptures daily to see if what we are telling you is true. And I'm just here as an honest student of God's word. Uh, I'm just, I'm so convinced that you would come away with an opinion, uh, not just an opinion, a conviction mm -hmm. that, that, uh, to, to be a Baptist is to be a Biblicist. And, and again, if we're using those those two verses as our guiding principles, those are my guiding principles. Those are my guiding lights. They, they help me land the plane of my doctrinal life. The church is how God gets his glory. And Jesus gave himself for the church because he loves us. And so we better get it right. Amen. Amen. Daniel, any closing remarks? Oh, I was thinking about that. I don't have a closing remark, but I have one more thing that I wanted to talk <laughs> and about. Another thing. Yeah. Long remark. Let's do it. One, <laughs> one long closing remark. So we, we talked about uh, in terms of uh, like my, my position really is it, 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 if it is a marketing issue, like then then have some integrity in your marketing. Tell people who you're going to market as. It works in, in terms of who you're trying to reach, but it also works in terms of, of who you're intending to fellowship with. And so when I get a request from a missionary and they're from Lighthouse Church, I have no idea what they believe. And I have no idea if I can partner with them in missions. Um, and, and, and so it's a, it's a real challenge for me to then like go to their website and see like, what do you believe? Well, unfortunately, a lot of people remove their statements of faith from their website because it, it's not cool. Like it's it doesn't divisive. Get, it yeah. doesn't bring people in. I don't want in. you to judge me. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and so like, we're just making it harder to work together. And, and so like if we were having a youth event and they were like, Hey, Grace Church down the street wants to meet up. Well, how do we know what they're going to believe? How do you know what we're, they're going to teach? 
how do we know that when we teach, we're not going to offend them? Um, and so it really, it, it helps us out in terms of fellowship as well. And I think that's, uh, that's something that we missed during the conversation. Um, but I, I would say, I, I'm going to say in closing, the exact opposite of what Zach said. How dare you? So Zach said to be a Baptist is a Biblicist. And I would say to be a Biblicist and to follow the doctrine of the New Testament <laughs> Get is to be a Baptist. Get like you, you can't, you can't. You can't come about it either way, right? You can't just say, hey, uh, I, I'm, I'm a Baptist and I'm going to, you know, go off and do my own. Like if you're a Baptist, you're going to stick to the New Testament. Right. But if you come about it from from the other the other direction and you say, hey, I'm I'm going to commit afresh to following the New Testament, you're going to end up being a Baptist. Yeah. And so like, just let's just be let's just be honest about who we are. Like uh, it, it isn't that the the banner of the culture at the moment i'm just i'm just free to be who i am yeah i'm coming out of the closet i'm a baptist and right. you have to accept me for who well, i mean, am it's like almost <laughs> we're like embarrassed for all kinds of things inside of our christianity just embarrassed you know, like i'm yeah. a christian like i'm in the, so quiet and and uh no no that's, be not, what, that's not what christ loud. has called us to be be loud i'm I'm, yeah. I'm an unreasonable Baptist. I'm an <laughs> unreasonable yeah. Christian. And, <laughs> like I will become more undignified than this. And, yeah. and I, I think that, yeah. um, I think that one of the things that you open yourselves up to when you, when you say, Hey, I, I'm going to, I'm going to start changing who I am, or I, I'm going to start changing how I talk about who I am in order to, uh, reach more people and make people feel more comfortable. Um, you have to think about like, if, if that is your mindset, how does that affect how you, give the gospel right mm. because the gospel itself is offensive yeah and if you're thinking like hey man i really don't want to offend people how am i going to give the gospel <laughs> well you're not um and so like, if we're if we're timid about who we are in in doctrine or if we're timid about who we are in christ like my my admonishment is to to get over it um because we believe in the simplicity and the power of the gospel and to other people it's weird yeah. But it's the power to save. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, and the, so like we believe in being Baptist and to other people that's weird, but we believe that it aligns with the New Testament as yeah. as best as as best as we know. And we have the caveat that if we're wrong, we'll adjust. Yeah. Right. We can change it right, right. then and there. Yeah. And the Bible's not hard to understand for people. It's just hard to swallow. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're just, absolutely right. Yeah. I, I don't I don't think it takes somebody being church hurt or someone who's had a bad taste in their mouth from church or the Baptist name, I, I think it, like you said, I think a lot of it is people afraid to come into terms with the sin in their life and that conversion. Um, it terrifies people. Sure. So sure does. their flesh, uh, they just, it literally will war against <laughs> it. And a lot of it's just excuses. A lot of it is just finding any reason not to have that conversation, but that's, our job to initiate the conversation. Right. Right. And that's, that's what we you know, have been commissioned to do. And, and like you said, Daniel, we, we cannot dilute it. We, we, we cannot do it. Um, well, so dangerous, I, I, there, man, there's so much. It's so, 
I know we're trying to wrap up here. <laughs> Although I, I can take it back. We can but, just keep going. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. We, we probably, like, I feel bad for our poor listeners. Next like, time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, if we have to have a, but, I'm being serious. We, if we have to have a, a part two. Oh, oh we, we definitely could. We probably, yeah, we I'm could not have so many parts. Absolutely. Uh, because we could talk about history. We could talk about yeah. the uh, Anabaptist persecution, what they went through. Yeah. Well, here's, here's something. Uh, and remind me of the something else that I was going to tell you, but okay. next time, um, yeah, <laughs> right. Um, but you know, our our Anabaptist uh, forefathers, um, they they were actually being hunted down and and drowned upside down, and they say, "Hey, you like water so much? Why don't you die in it?" Right. And, and uh, they still were just like. No, I'm not changing. Like you're not, you're not Refuse gonna, to you're not gonna yep. buffalo me. And then <laughs> here we are. Like people are mean to me. You know, they were they were being murdered. Right. You know, in the name of Jesus. Can you imagine the sweet spirit of Jesus? You know, like just using the name of Jesus for the worst abysmal things. But like it was our our Anabaptist forefathers that were just like, hey, I am not recounting on this. You will not make me speak against God's word, not going to happen. And they, they killed them for it. Crazy. And then here we are like, I don't know how the culture will receive it. Like, okay, let's, let's, let's talk about some tenacity. Yeah. How soft are we? Um, but the, the other thing that I was going to say, you know, when we're talking about like maturing congregations and and, and things like that, Paul said something interesting to one of to one of the congregations that he was writing, he said that uh, I wish I was there with you, so that I could perfect what is lacking in your faith. And when when we're when we're considering like why are we so dogmatic, uh, you know why are these distinctives? And we keep using these words distinctives. Uh, we probably could have a an episode on what is a Baptist distinctive. Yeah, probably. Um, the, these, and, and what a distinctive is are, are sharp teachings that are taken from the Bible that we do not stray from. That's, and and they, they identify us for who we are and what we do, and they dictate who we are and what we do. Uh, those are Baptist distinctives. But the reason we are so... Uh, uh, I guess intense on those is not because I, I I want to think us better than anyone, but I I do think that if somebody would give an honest hearing, I could we could perfect what is lacking in their faith, um, and and bring them to a fuller knowledge knowledge of the truth, and right. it would be it would just be like um, when uh, what was the missionary couple that came to Apollos in my in the book of Acts Aquila and Priscilla yeah Aquila and Priscilla um, they, they they came and they they found that there was something lacking in Apollos and they just corrected it mm-hmm. it, was, it was not what, what were they doing it was not that they were better than them it's just like you haven't come to this fuller knowledge. Let me let me correct it. Let's and that's what we call it here. Like if somebody, like like with the baptism thing, if they get their baptism out of order, well, baptism is a picture. 
And so what I call it, what we call it is just like, okay, that's fine. We just need to straighten the picture a little bit. We needed, we need to bring it into the, uh, the framework of the new Testament. That's it. That's all we're trying to do. It's not, it's not about like, you know, tut tutting right and wrong. It's just about like, let's, let's be as biblical as we can be. Don't you want to be as biblical as you can be? And I think that's a wonderful thing about, about grace. Uh, That's the wonderful thing about Jesus is there, there, there's so much room for grace. Mm. And, you know, if you look at the churches in revelation, like they were all with the exception of two pretty abysmal. Yeah. They're terrible, but they were still called churches. Right. Right. And Jesus was still giving them a chance to get right. Yep. And if churches are the sole way that God gets glory in this age, sure. Do you want to give a trickle? Or do you want to give God as the much glory thing. as much glory as sure. you can? And and so like, yeah, let's let's try to do it right. Let's try to be uh, give as much glory to God as we can while we can. Um, and and yeah, yeah, to Bryce's question, yeah, like sure there are churches that are that are trickling in glory to heaven. Uh, but but God help us. Let's turn the faucet on full blast. Yeah, I mean, this is, I'd rather be a yeah, I'd rather be a fire hose than a drip. Yeah. Let's run the, <laughs> let's run into the fire hydrant and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. right. Love it. There you go. Love it. Well, guys, I really appreciate you guys taking the time to to come on and, and talk about this. I think this was very informative. Sure. Yeah, we'll definitely have a follow up episode as yeah. well. And another. No, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm right. done. I'm done. <laughs> well, no, that's a good segue. You know, um, we'd love to hear from from you guys, from our audience. Um, if you guys think that we need to have a, a second episode, uh, let us know. Throw a comment uh, down uh, in the post here on Instagram, uh, on uh, inst- uh, on uh, on Facebook. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Um, Give us some questions to ask our pastors. Yeah. Anything clarification? Give us the hard on. ones. Yeah. Anything. Yeah, Kyle yeah. will answer them all. I'll yeah. answer them all. Alone. Alone. Solo episode. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Q&A. There you go. Well, hey, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at uh, LWBC's underscore publications. Um, you can also uh, shoot us an email, and we encourage you to, at uh, podcast at lakeworthbaptist.org. Um, please, we'd love to interact with you. We'd love to minister uh, to you in any way possible. And uh, again, we thank you guys for being on this episode it was very great have you guys on always is and uh, we'll see everybody again next week for another episode of thinking well thank you